Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, did you miss me? Did you miss me? I know it's been quite some time since our last interaction, but I am back. A lot of stuff happened behind the scene. A lot of issues with equipment, this and that, online, etc., etc. But I had to. I absolutely had to. It was my obligation, my duty, a lot of people would say, to be back for perhaps is, if not the greatest fight of the year, hands down. I believe, and I think we all do, is the biggest card of all time when it comes to UFC 280. Hello, everybody. This is your first time listening. My name is Luther Connor, and I am doing this MMA podcast breakdown from Chicago, Illinois, and I just love it. And I have goddamn goosebumps about what's going to happen this Saturday and on October 22 of 2022. God. Damn, it is just fantastic. If you don't know, now you know. And if you're just now finding out, it may be too late because this card is goddamn stacked from top to bottom. These last few weeks, we knew what they were doing, right? These last three fight cards were, eh, it was it was okay, you know? We had Viviana versus Alex Gracio. It was all right. We had a few bye weeks, a few weeks where there were just no fight cards, and we had to watch some, let's say, some BKFC, some one championship. They're doing damn good, by the way. One championship. Keep looking out for them. We had some boxing events, you know, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. We had some big fights going on. We had the retirement of Jose Aldo, who is the greatest featherweight of all time for Rio de Janeiro. We had the retirement of many people. We also had, let's see, let's the great cowboy Donald Cerrone from Denver, Colorado. We had Luke Rockhold against that absolute war with Paulo Acosta. God damn, that was a fight. I had a few friends that were watching that event who before, they were just like, eh, we don't really know about this mixed martial arts thing. And then, whoo-hoo, you want to see two people go at it. That, that was the event. If you you don't know about that one just go ahead and youtube luke rockhold versus paulo costa it was goddamn fantastic loved every second of it and i do hope luke stays retired he's talking about coming back that was the perfect send-off luke do not ruin it for us and many more i believe frankie edgar has one more so it's that's when you know you're when you're getting old when you see all of your legends starting to retire i know frankie edgar's coming up so, yeah, we had Luke Rocco, Jose Aldo, Joanna, Cowboy. It's just, it, it's just, it takes you back, man. It makes you appreciate these fighters. And I know a lot of them are already set up for their second career after fighting. And whatever they do, I believe they'll be, they'll be successful. So, hats off to them. And Nate Diaz getting released as well. Hope, hope he goes and box Jake Paul and makes all of the money in the world because they are crushing it. Him and his brother, um, Logan Paul, over in WWE. Those boys are talented. I'll give them that. They know how to hustle. But anyways, we didn't come to break down the Paul brothers. We came to talk about UFC 280. And I thought it would be nothing short of fantastic of doing a three-part series in this because you can't break down all three events, all three fights in one setting. So... The first one I want to start off with, you know, the the third one, the third from top from the bottom. The last one's going to be the main event. We're going to get into all of that. Don't you worry. 
But the main, uh, the, the third fight would be, in this case scenario, who is going to be possibly the next challenger for the bantamweight division, 135 pounds. And that is Peter Yan versus Sugar Shine. Ho, ho, ho. For a long time, people were saying that Sean O'Malley hasn't fought anyone. He doesn't have the recognition. He needs that big name. He's fighting cans. He's goddamn crushing them. Well, they did not give him any easy tasks. This is no walk in the park for Peter Yan, the goddamn machine from Russia. His, His nickname is No Mercy, so that'll tell you enough about him. But... Peter Yan versus Sugar Sean. This is interesting for so many reasons. It's going to let everybody know that's, uh, that really pay attention to the fight game. What Sugar Sean is really, really made of. And if Peter Yan can get back to the title contention. For me, it's, it's going to, I believe this fight is going to go to decision. Peter Yan, as we all know, does like to start slow. I believe they may switch it up because he's used to doing five round fights. So you can throw away the first round in order to download your opponent. I don't believe this is going to be the case scenario since this is his first three round fight in a few years. And he's young too. He's like 29, I believe. I don't believe he's going to take this first round off. I do believe he's going to take the first half of the first round off. And then we're going to see him just gradually pick up uh Sugar Sean, O'Malley's strategy is going to be essentially to not get overzealous. He knows that this is his big moment. He knows he has to shine. He knows he has a lot to prove to the audience, to the fans, and to himself. And see, can he really hang in there with the big boys? Can he get the job done and really show what he's made of? Because before this, it can be argued with... We, we still don't know, which is surprisingly, about him. Because he's had over, what, seven fights in the UFC. And he's going from number 12 and P, uh, Pedro Munoz to the number one ranked guy in the division. The number one ranked guy at 135 pounds in the whole goddamn world. Big, big jump up in competition. And I... Unfortunately, I don't see how Sugar Sean gets it done. He's not really known for his one knockout power. I do believe he's going to put up a good fight. I do believe it's going to be very technical, and we're going to be in for a show. But I just think Peter Yan is going to prove too much when it comes to on the feet. I believe he's going to be... No one's going to go for a takedown in this fight. This is going to be a three-round slugfest. And I really do believe that he's going to take it in a unanimous decision. Peter Yan or or Sean are not known for their knockout power. They're not known for their submissions. They're not known for their ground game. They're known strictly for their stand-up. And that is why the UFC matchmakers put on this fight. So I believe it's going to be technical the first round. It's going to be, uh, we don't really know, but I do believe that third round is going to be dominated by Peter, and I believe that second round is going to be where it's going to pick up, and they're really going to start letting loose because you can't throw away rounds when it comes to three-round affairs. So overall, I have Peter Yan taking it via decision. I know Dana White said that he's going to get the winner of of uh, Aljamain Sterling and TJ Dillashaw, but if Sterling wins that fight, I don't believe anyone wants to see uh, all Joe and Jan running back for a third time. I know I don't. I'm all good on that. I want to see it if TJ Dillashaw wins or if Sugar Sean wins. Peter Jan, maybe him versus a Cheeto Vera or the uh, the loser of that bout. 
like if TJ Dillashaw loses, maybe we see Jan versus Dillashaw. That's the only way I could see that going down. But overall, that is my official pick for the first of the part three series. If you guys want to see any other content, please let me know. And I will be back breaking this down again for the second fight being the Aljamain Sterling versus TJ Dillashaw. Best goddamn segue. And we will catch you guys next time. Peace.